everyone, welcome to another episode of the Founders Craft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gonzalez. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to delegate aspects of your role in five easy steps. How many of you want to get back one to two hours of your day to do something that you genuinely love? Whether you're at work and you want to have that free time to think of that new business idea, that new opportunity to conduct research, or maybe you want to get back on the road and then meet with clients and do more sales, or maybe you want to spend more time behind the desk designing that new app, that new icon, that new logo, that new website, whatever it is that you want to have more freedom, more space in your schedule to do. If you implement these five easy steps that I'm going to share in this episode, you're going to get one to two hours of free time back in your schedule. If you're like me, I love episodes that get straight to the point. I don't want a lot of fluff in the beginning and a lot of advertisements that I have to push through just to finally get to the meat of the episode. I'm giving it to you right now. So here we go. There are five steps, and I'm going to share what those five steps are, and then I'm going to unpack them one by one. So the first step is to take inventory of all the things you do throughout the day. The second step is to categorize the items on your list. The third step is to look for patterns and trends and to prioritize what aspects of those trends take the most of your time. The fourth step is to document your process and the fifth is to share your process. So let's unpack these one by one and really talk about what does that look like. For those of you that are interested in saving time, I have prepared a template just for you. Go to askmikegonzalez.com slash eight. There you'll find the notes from this particular episode and get access to the document that I described in this episode to fill out all the information so you can follow along. All right. So the first step to take inventory of all the things you currently do throughout the day. The way I've done this in my company is to create a Google Doc or Dropbox paper document or even a Microsoft Word document, whatever your tool of trade is, tool of choice. You're going to want to write down a journal, a log of everything you do throughout the day. So for me, um, if I am running a company, I would most likely be spending time writing contracts, might spend some time meeting with clients, might spend some time working on my website or creating articles or even recording a podcast like this, might even spend some time working with my team, uh, giving feedback and directing them on what to do in a given project making sure that they're doing things to the level of excellence that I request and require for the work that we take on. And I might also be handling things with my accountant, giving them uh, reports and details and bank statements. The list goes on. So what I want you to do is to take a document and for one week, write down every activity you did. So for example, if you're writing a contract and it's, let's say it's a Monday morning, you have to get some contracts out, write down write contracts. And within that process of writing contracts, write down the things that you're considering, the things that you're assuming, right? Uh, what particular pages do you include in your contracts? What information do you typically share? Why do you share it the way you share it? You are, you're going to want to write down all the nuances of what you're doing as you're doing it. Then after you've done that, the second step is to categorize the items on your list. Now, what that means is that there are multiple hats, multiple roles that we all share anytime we run a company, especially if we are a solopreneur. We're doing a lot of this work by ourselves. So it's important to kind of identify all of the roles, 
all of the hats that we're wearing. Now, I want to give you guys a little bit of a cheat sheet here. Uh, there are seven categories of roles that are very popular that any small business owner, entrepreneur, or solopreneur will wear. And what those are will give you more clarity to focus on getting the tasks and activities on paper and less time trying to figure out all the roles that are being worn or all the hats that you're wearing in your business. But I do want to give you a little bit of a heads up. These are the most popular roles that any given business owner might wear in terms of a hat, but you know your business the best. So there might be some roles here that I'm not necessarily identifying that you might want to also consider. But step two, you're going to look at that list of everything that you've done for that last week. And what we're going to do is create a column for seven different types of roles. So here are the columns. Column one, it's going to be billable work. Column two, it's going to be business development. Column three is going to be sales and marketing. Column four, it's going to be accounting and finances. Column five is going to be business operations. Column six is going to be project management. And column seven will be customer service. Now again, there might be more roles here based on your business that I did not mention that you might want to consider, but the first seven is going to be a good starting point. Once you've identified those columns, look back over your list and put each of the activities you've done throughout that week in the appropriate column. So going back to the example of you know doing, let's say, contracts on a Monday morning, you're going to want to put writing contracts, writing proposals. You're going to want to put that under business development because that is a part of business development. Maybe you spent some time that week updating your website or writing a blog post. Well, you're going to want to put that information under sales and marketing. Maybe you spent some time sending uh, bank statements or uh, tax forms to your accountant. Well, that obviously, that's going to want to go under column four, which would be finances and accounting. So you get the idea, but this is going to take probably no more than 25 to 30 minutes just to fill out this information. Once you fill this out, it's going to now allow you to step into the third step of this process, which is to look for patterns and trends. Now, this is actually my favorite step of the whole process because I love looking at patterns and trends. But the whole point of this is to really understand where your time is going. How is it being spent? And you're going to want to prioritize which activities on this list are taking the most of your time. Now, some of these activities that are really time consuming, you might want to continue to do because you really love doing them. But there might be some activities that could be time consuming or they might not necessarily be time consuming. You just don't want to do those things anymore. You're going to want to put a little asterisk next to each item on the list that seems to be taking the most of your time. Now, if you have the ability to track your time while you're doing your work, especially as you're uh, journaling a lot of these activities, this would be a good idea to just get a sense of how long it took you to do each thing, just to give you a benchmark to understand how much time you could potentially save if you delegate this role. So go through each line one by one, column by column, and look at each of these tasks that you found yourself doing. Now, if you look at this document now over the course of a week, there's going to be a lot of activities. You're going to see that some of these activities were repetitive. You know, you might have written multiple estimates every single day, five days a week. You may have found yourself giving feedback to your, your team multiple times throughout the week. 
you may have even found that some of the questions that your team was asking were very repetitive. And if they had something to refer back to, they may have not asked you this question. Whatever those activities are, you're going to want to look for things that seem to constantly come up. And then you're going to want to ask yourself, why is that so? Spend some time answering these questions. What seems to be the trigger for these activities? What is causing these tasks to become a priority? And why are these tasks consistently showing up in my week? Take some time to answer these questions. So in that document, I recommend adding another column where you can place notes for each of these items and give those answers. Now, step four is where we begin to take that time and document our process. The cool thing is this whole time you've actually been documenting your process, but it's in more of a raw form. Now we're going to make it easier to consume and understand for people that will one day work with you and collaborate. Now, it's super easy to just let things go and continue as they are because you spent all this time documenting all of your activities and spending time figuring out which ones take the most amount of time. But what's really important here is that you take the time to actually decide first how you're going to document this process. You have all your raw information in this Google document, but there are so many different ways you can document process. One, you can use tools like Train Trainual which is a tool that allows you to basically record a video of yourself uh, sharing step-by-step -step how to do a particular process or service or thing within your business. There's other ways you can do this. You can create a short YouTube video and upload it and mark it as private and share that link with your team. However you decide to document process, what's most important is that you actually spend the time to explain step-by-step -step what needs to be done. Now, sometimes when we understand a role that we want to delegate, let's say, for example, you went through that journal, you've looked at all the things that you do, you figured out, you know what, I don't want to write contracts anymore. It's very easy to find someone who may have experience writing a contract and we say, hey, can you just write our contracts? They're obviously going to have a ton of questions for you. And the temptation for most solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, even small business owners is to explain as you go. The challenge with that approach is that you're going to be setting yourself up for distractions every single day. There's times where we've had people that worked uh, for my company that I may have delegated a task to and every single day, almost like clockwork at the top of the hour, I would get a question about the very thing I delegated. That frustrated me because the whole point of delegating it was to give myself the free time to do the work that I wanted to get done so that the ball can keep rolling. So it's important to really be as detailed as you can up front so that you're free to focus on the things that really move your needle forward within your company. So that's the, one of the challenges with explaining as you go. The other challenge with that is if someone leaves your company, you're going to take the time out of your schedule all over again, stop the work and re-explain everything to the new person that you hire. So you might as well get that pain out of the way now, spend the time, write all of this detail out step by step. So the best way to do this is to look at the tasks that you've marked with an asterisk in this document and commit to just taking 30 minutes each day, write out step by step what you do. That's it. And another thing to give a little bit more meat to this document is also think about if this, then that scenarios. Give some context to how you would approach completing that task. 
That's what makes working with you so special. That's why the customers come back to your company. That's why they love working with you because you understand the context of how and why you do what you do. So you're going to want to make sure you do that as you're documenting your process. Another tip to think about is that there are going to be some tasks that are on that list that will require your intervention to complete. So you're going to want to also be aware that there might be some checkpoints along the way as someone is completing that process to get your feedback, to get your way in, to get your perspective in order to mark that task as complete. For example, if I delegated the role of creating a contract, the business developer role, there might be some information that I want to make sure is absolutely correct before we send that contract out to the client and before that team member can mark that contract as finished. So for example, in my contract template, I might already have the terms and conditions. I might already have the logos and all of the key consistent repetitive items there for the team member to use. But I might want to have them check in with me on commitments, uh, schedules, any specific pricing or any sort of asks that we might have for the client to respond to in that contract. So you also want to make sure as you're doing this to identify those checkpoints when they should come back to you to get validation, sign off and approval. There also will need to be considerations on what happens if a mistake is made. Let's say, for example, uh, you're delegating the customer service role and one of your team members uh, made a mistake in fulfilling the order, fulfilling the process, serving the customer. There needs to be documented guidance on what to do in those scenarios where something goes wrong. This gives them context to understand how to best serve the client and to think on your behalf, kind of putting themselves in your shoes to do what you would do to best serve the customer. I've seen this particular aspect of delegating left out of the process, and this is what causes the breakdown whenever a role is delegated. The customer understands that the work is being done. The team member, on the other hand, is doing the work, but they don't have the context. They don't know what the success looks like. They don't have the understanding of why. And so they're just doing the work. Something goes wrong. And now they're just telling the client, oh, well, sorry, I can't do anything about it. Or I don't have permission to do that. You want to give them clear guidance. If this, then that scenarios to give them a better understanding of the why so that they can really act on your behalf and also bring you in for intervention if necessary. But this will make your process of delegating so much easier. And that's what leads me to the last step. Step five, share your process. Now that you've written this document, you've spent the time organizing all of your thoughts, writing out each task that you've marked with an asterisk that you're going to delegate. Now it's important to share that process. Now, there's many ways you can share this process. Uh, one of the most popular ways to do it is through video. Set up a webcam, set up a, your iPhone, whatever you decide, and record yourself explaining step-by-step -step the process. If you want to get a little fancy, you can also work, do some work inside of uh, iMovie or Final Cut or Adobe Premiere, whatever you like to use, and add some motion graphics and uh, diagrams on the screen showing the process step-by-step. -step. Some people do that. Another very simple way to do this is to take this very document that you've written and organize it in a way where people can jump to each task, each service item, each process, and simply read step one, step two, step three, step four, 
and then little bits of uh, explanations on if this, then that, if this, then that, that is all you really need. So one of the ways you can do that is just by inviting your team member through email to get access to the document. Now there are multiple ways you can invite access. You can do read-only access. You can also share the ability for someone to edit the document. But in this case, I recommend sharing only read-only access. Another way to do this is to have dedicated training days. You might want to take some time out of your week to stop all work and have a crash course for your team to go through. This is where you might want to uh, find just a nice little location, uh, maybe a hotel or a conference room, and just spend some time with your team explaining, here's what we're going to be doing as a company, here's some changes that we're making to our process, and here is how we do what we do. And as you begin to look at these roles that you want to take off of your plate, you're going to know, based on the people that are already on your team, who is going to be more of an ideal fit to do these things. Now, there's other aspects to delegation, but just for the sake of this particular episode, uh, I just want to share this key step, which is sharing the process. So you can share the document, you can conduct a workshop and have a dedicated training day, or you can also do one-on-one -on -one training with an individual as you hire them. If you take the one-on-one -on -one approach, that's something that's going to require a lot more focus, a lot more hands-on activity for you, but it might actually be the best place to start. So be committed to taking at least one day out of the week to teach someone on your team how to do what you're doing. And again, if you follow these steps, sharing the step one, step two, step three, if this, then that, then you've covered your bases. And now you can actually get back one to two more hours out of your day because you've delegated your process. All right, so let's recap. Step one, take inventory of all of the things you currently do throughout the day for one week. Step two, categorize the items on your list. Step three, look for patterns and trends and prioritize the items that take the most amount of time. Step four, document your process. Step five, share your process. I hope you found this episode very helpful. This was a very straightforward, easy to implement process. I hope that you find that this process works for you just as much as it works for me and many of the other entrepreneurs I've coached. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Mike Gonzalez. I'd be happy to answer your questions and I'd love to hear your experience as you delegate aspects of your role. Thanks.